In the game of basketball, stars are made. But how do they get to that point? How has the game changed them? And what are they doing today? Welcome to Rebound Radio with your host, Matt Fish of Rebound Magazine. Each week, Matt goes one-on-one with some of the legends of basketball, finds out their inside story, and uncovers stories you've got to hear to believe. Now, here's Matt Fish and Alex Clancy. Hello, everybody. Uh, Alex Clancy in studio. Uh, We have a very special um, correspondent, I guess you could say, that is in New Orleans right now to talk to us about uh, NBA All-Star Weekend as well as what's going on with the NBRPA. 888-346-9144. Welcome to Rebound Radio on Voice America Radio. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow um, our correspondent, Matt Fish. At Rebound Talk, uh, this is Maddie's uh, Maddie's baby. I'll we'll go to him in just a second. Uh, for those of you that haven't listened before, this uh, show was foundationalized upon Rebound Magazine, which is a publication that Matt started as the CEO of, that focuses on the aftermath of NBA uh, players and what they're doing um, after their time in the NBA is over, whether it be charitable or just. Um, where their life has taken them after their uh, career was over, whether it be two years or 15, uh, there's a story to tell after the game is over. And, and we, when we look at these former players as real people, and Matt is, is focused in upon that, and, and he's um, made a great publication that comes out quarterly. He just had the All-Star edition uh, rolled out. I got to see an advanced copy, which I'm very happy about after I found out how to download it on the Internet. Um, Maddie, welcome. How is it down in the Big Easy? Well, I just got here. You know, I, I end up driving over. Uh, I, I, and it was kind of a long drive. But once I got here, everything seems to be quite easy. So the Big Easy is down here. And it's beautiful. And people are out and about. Yeah? What else? Have you had any, have you had well, any food yet? You know, What's going I on? tell you, I wouldn't suggest anyone to just hop in their car and drive 22 <laughs> hours cross country, but I pulled it off. Not a problem. Uh, I hustled. I hustled to get over here in time for an event that we were putting on. Uh, Jerome, the junkyard dog. So he's the biggest chapter president. He's putting on an event, and he did today. And so I was a half an hour late because a semi smashed into the median and was set on fire and stopped everything going east on I-10 for a solid hour. So as I, I sat there wondering whether or not I was going to make it to the show or make it to the game in time, uh, I was late, and I wouldn't suggest anyone to be late because you don't get a seat to sit down. But here, let me give you the once-over, uh, Alex. Yes. It was pretty cool. Um, are you ready for it? Oh, I've been, I've been waiting a week for it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, shooting for peace is what it's called and we're going to have some events at the final four so we're working right now with the city of phoenix to have the same events being put on because it's such a great cause and we have a panel of discussion we have the kids asking questions on you know just whatever they may feel uh is pertinent you know just hey learn some mentorship opportunities off of some of the people that were there and i'll give you a rundown who all was there um, Major Jones, so the president of the Houston chapter. Rick Darnell, the president of the L.A. chapter. Dale Ellis, the president of the Atlanta chapter. Tom Hoover, the president of the New York Metro uh, chapter. And then myself, uh, president of the Phoenix chapter, uh, partook in this event. And with it, they had a poetry competition, and six people got to the finalists, and two won 
$20,000 scholarships to Alabama State University. Awesome. So, Were you one of the finalists? It felt really good that uh, we, could, we could hand out this scholarship, talk about the importance of education. Uh, those that didn't win got a nice swag bag, and uh, Jerome made sure that there was Boulevard watches in there, and there were shoes, not only his own, but uh, CP3 shoes were in there as well, because Chris Paul's dad was there. He attended the event as well. So not only do we have Alabama State University there giving out scholarships, but afterwards, they played a basketball game, and they just finished that up, and I hustled over here to the hotel so I could call in and kind of share with you what I witnessed. It was great. Is it, um, what's the buzz like around, so that's a great event, and, and tell us the name again. It was called Shooting for Peace, and he's done it uh, various areas, various places, all been successful. The chapters all got behind it through a grant. And uh, now it looks like it's really off and running. He had CBN, so it's a, a, a basketball channel that uh, Jerome does as well. And they, they really did a nice job of it. I'm really looking forward to bringing them out to Phoenix for the Final Four. Yeah, I mean, it's and when we were at the Legends Conference, you could see the presence of uh, Jerome the Junkyard Dog. His real name is Jerome Williams, and he, his yeah. nickname was Junkyard Dog. He played with Detroit. Um, who else did he play for? I just remember him in the Detroit jersey. Toronto. He was big oh, that's on right. Toronto. That's right. That's right. So uh, Last year they had the All-Star game in Toronto, so he did the event up there to kick it off, and they had um, Snoop Dogg was there, and so they had some you know uh, big names there, and that kind of kicked it all off because they remembered him real well up in Toronto, and he was a crowd favorite, and then he you know brought his uh, shooting for peace up there, and so it really launched nicely up there and has continued to pick up momentum. Yeah. I mean, and this is... The NBRPA, again, for those that haven't listened before, is a conglomerate of former athletes and executives alike. Because not everybody played in the NBA, right? Well, you know, if you're a member of the NBRPA, uh, you had to have played either in the NBA, the WNBA. You've been a Harlem Globetrotter. We had some Harlem Globetrotter uh, players, former players that were there today. Or pre-NBA, which was ABA. Got it. So really, it's, it's the height of your profession. And uh, if, if you had the opportunity to make it there, then you can become a member. And, and the, really, the organization exists to assist the transitioning athlete, as you, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So that's exactly what goes on. I mean, there's a variety of needs. Uh, most recently, they announced a psychology psychology partnership. So Association for Applied Sports Psychology, so a whole new program they launched like last week uh, to help in a variety of things. So there's a great example. Yeah. I mean, and this is also, I told you right when we went to the Legends Conference, it was in Vegas a couple months ago, that was my first hands-on NBRPA experience, seeming as, seeing as though I, my, the pinnacle of my career was uh, 2001 Buckley Basketball High School, graduating class 68 people. So that, I mean, it's close. It's parallel, but it's not there. So I got there, and it was, um, it was surprising to me with how many different little avenues the NBRPA set up for former athletes, like the marriage counseling we talked about, the heart yeah. screening and everything, which is a big deal, which continues to be a big deal, Correct. Throughout because it's yeah you know good to touch on that uh, real quick and I, pr- I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, I'm meeting Joe Rogowski now. Joe Rogowski heads up the Players Association for the heart uh, issues that are going on right now because of the heart attacks that have been happening. So I meet him Saturday at one o'clock and we're try- we are bringing this to Phoenix. We're just trying to pick the best day and for people to come in and get a free screening, you know, get their heart screened and they get a, bar- a barrage of tests. 
and they've actually saved lives because they found some folks you know, earlier in some programs they did. So, hey, thanks for bringing that up. I, I would have forgot to, to say something, but uh, that's another area is, is of health is our heart. That's a main one. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, so that's so marriage counseling, uh, health, yeah. whether it be now mental and physical health, because yeah. the, the, the more you play sports throughout your career and the more in, intense they are, when you stop playing, it's your, your utensil is your body. So in any way to maintain that afterwards yeah. is something the NBRPA will help with too. So um, drug and alcohol awareness and help with addiction, you know, it's really... Yep. From top to bottom, uh, metaphorically and physically, the NBRPA helps with former athletes, and and this is just the newest uh, edition of things that they do. And it's again, it's um, it's it, the the NFL gets all the pub, but the NBRPA does equally as great of things as the NFLPA, the NFL Retired well, Players you know, Association. They do do great things, and I agree with you there. Um, I think the NBRPA is the best. Um, uh, le- um, well retired group that there is. Now, the NFL is broken up to a variety of different, so there's not just one. Here, there's just the one. And then Major League Baseball is a little bit different as well. And um, I feel, and I really have had a chance to see what the other organizations do, that the NBRPA, they've done a lot of fantastic things in the last six or seven years that are headed into a direction uh, even to reach loftier goals than some of the other players' associations have reached. Um, mostly because we are one united group and we're not split into a bunch of uh, different groups. And uh, if we can get our ducks in a row, we can take on the world, and, and, and it's getting better all the time. And, and I'm excited about it. That's good. What, what else is on the docket for you being out there for the next few days? Oh, gee, I got the calendar of events right in front of me. Right now, I left early, but I, I, there was, okay, the life and times of Earl Lloyd. Now, Earl Lloyd was the first African-American to play in the NBA. The executive producers are Carmelo Anthony, your favorite. Out. Kawhi Leonard, Tony Parker, and Mike Finley are the executive producers. And it really, it, it honors uh, him and for everything that he did. And uh, they had a panel discussion that's going on currently uh, over at, um, oh, where was it? It's, it's this really cool place down in the French quarters. And they had a, a showing of the, the documentary. Um, it's called a cookie and chic film. So that's what's going on currently. So that kind of wraps things up today. But tomorrow it starts all over again. The Legends Lounge open. We'll have Rebound Magazine. Rebound you know, will be in there prominent in the Legends Lounge. Um, and I thank my partner, um, uh, ISO Sports. So they're going to be behind Rebound. And uh, uh, also there will be ear cues hearing testing going on while, while we're here. So these guys can get their hearings checked. Um, oh, goodness, I'm sitting here looking at the calendar of events, and they all overlap. There's so many things they've got going on. There's an NBA welcome party, and then there's a Legends welcome party, and there's a Dream Maker viewing at the Harris Casino in New Orleans down here at this theater where they pay for food and drinks and shoot, show the screening of the Dream Maker. And I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm looking forward to learning more. Even tomorrow, after our welcome reception, we're going to be on top of um, Rubenstein's clothing balcony, which is supposed to be a fantastic vantage point to watch Mardi Gras. <laughs> so the Mardi Gras parade will be beneath us, and I think beads are free. <laughs> so, keep it, so keep it PG there, too. Maddie. I've never been down here during Mardi Gras, so it'll all be new to me. So, um, um, but what about man, Saturday? Finding a hotel room is not easy. Uh, I tell you. 
What about Saturday? Okay, Saturday obviously is the uh, oh goodness. Are you getting tickets with athletes in action? Yeah, are you getting tickets to the All Star Game? I, I I have access to good tickets because I'm the president of the Phoenix chapter, but we we have to pay face value. You know we do. So if you want to spend the big bucks, yeah, you can go to the game. Uh, and I have last year. I went and enjoyed it a lot. This year, I don't think I am because I have another event going on. There's a viewing party over at Harrah's again during that same time, and and um, it's going to be better served for me to be over there. But um, oh, tomorrow is that uh, Legends day at the racetrack and we're going to the new orleans motorsports park which is you'll have a professional driver drive you in ferraris and super fast cars around the track and then after you're done with that a group of us players are going to go over and get in go-karts and battle one another in go-karts and if there isn't Anything funnier than seven footers piling into a go kart? I don't know what it is, <laughs> but uh, so that's something we're looking forward to tomorrow as well. Um, of course, then the All Star Slam Dunk, the three point contest is Saturday night, and then there'll be a Legends party at BB King's Blues Club uh, down on eleven oh four Decatur Street uh, tomorrow night from nine o'clock until it doesn't have an end date. So Legends party that'll be fun, uh, and that's not far away from here. So that's Saturday, and I skipped about three things, so you can imagine all the things I got on my plate. Are these all in walking distance? You're going to need a, a horse and carriage to get you around town. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just trying to drive around, and, um, and it's crazy out there. You're right. Where we are is we're in the uh, Doubletree, so we are on Canal Street, so we're sort of at the end of Bourbon. So we're, we're kind of like where it all begins, and then it goes south from where we are, so uh, we we did have a hotel inside French Quarters, but we couldn't get buses in there and so forth, so they had to go back to the NBA and ask, what else can we do? And then they came off of this hotel here. It's a good enough hotel. I, I like it a lot. It seems like it's going to serve its purpose. That did not give the NBA enough time to dress the hotel up because they like to come in and put all kinds of NBA uh, logos all over the windows and on and on and on. But since it was late in the game, instead they're putting up those stand-up signs that you see, you know, um, that stand up on their own. Uh, so that was an area that it's funny how you don't notice the little things, but that's something that I talked to the staff today about. And they're like, yeah, we love the hotel. I wish we'd have given them enough time to be able to do what they normally do, and that's decorate the heck out of them. They you, just did big, you just big league the double tree? Is that what you're saying? You walked in, you're like, this is not going to work. There is not enough crap on the walls. Do you know who I am? Is that what you did? Well, you know, I tell you, when they moved the All-Star game from North Carolina out here. You didn't say no. I mean, you didn't answer my question. (laughs) It's just like all of a sudden, you know, hotel rooms were hard to come by. And it got really expensive, and they didn't know what to do, you know, because they were talking five or $600 a night type of thing. So they finally, they dialed that back a little, and they got it below 300 but barely. But it's still, uh, you got to do what you got to do, I suppose, to come here and have a good time, especially with the events that are going on here and all the access that uh, being a member of the NBRPA allows. Yeah, that's that's great. All joking aside, uh, if you want to contact Matt about Rebound Radio or anything NBRPA, Matt Fish at ReboundMagazine.com. Follow him on Twitter at Rebound Talk. Uh, check out the NBA Legends Facebook page. Like it. There's a lot of stuff on there. Um, it's endless, so it's your fault if you don't get in contact with him and you actually want to have more information because... He is not a millennial, and he has all of that information uh, 
the, those avenues in which to uh, to contact him. So, Maddie, and I do, and I've been involved a long, long time, and uh, I know the inner workings. I did the six month internship at the NBRPA. Sure. It was a member internship. I've been a member for you know twelve years now. I've done rebound for six years, and uh, there's a need. And uh, I, I'm learning all the time, and, and it's all about relationships. And, and these guys are just fantastic to hang out with and, the, and, and, and on and on. So I can't say enough for it being a part of my life. And I'm proud of it, and I'm proud to be able to help my fellow players and just really, you know, discuss some of the things behind the scenes that some of the fans or some of those don't understand how these guys, you know, who are 10 years older than me got paid quite a bit less, and then 10 years older than them were even less, and so a lot of them made a lot more money after playing the game, and some didn't make any at all, so you just get a barrage of different players, and I'm just happy to help in my way, and, and I just appreciate being a member, and I like be, making a difference in the community. Hell yeah, Matty. Well, we gotta, we got to take a break. Um, do you know who Derek Jones Jr. is? Sure. Do you know who he is? Say it again. Derek Jones Jr., I'm going to tell you on the other side of the break, Alex Clancy in studio, um, Matty Fish in New Orleans at the All-Star Game. I mean, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm John Stewart right now going to one of my co- correspondents. We'll be back on the other side of the break, Rebound Radio on Voice America Radio. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Rebound Radio. Alex Clancy in studio. We have Matthew Edward Fish. Matthew Edward, I've never been late for the dinner bell fish. That's my favorite nickname for you. 
Because Matty you Fish know, is a, you know, he's a good Iowa boy, lived on a farm with 17 barns, and he had a dinner bell, which actually is, is a thing that exists. And growing up in California, I didn't know that was a real thing. I thought that was a little house on the prairie thing. But you've never been late. You're 6'11 self. I know, I know you've never been late. I know you were well, never had, late to that dinner I bell. I box my older brother out you know, for, <laughs> for dinner. Yeah, I don't doubt he it. He grew to be six foot. So I will the fittest, like, baby. Happened? And he's yeah. like, well, I guess I started smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee when I was three. <laughs> but that's not it, man. I boxed his ass out right there at the dinner table. And you, Oh, man, you know, that probably helped when you were in the NBA. I saw that picture of you with, when you were with the Clippers with the, with the Justin Bieber Midwestern comb over. Just a, just a, <laughs> oh, my God, the post-up moves were just never-ending. Uh, for Matthew Fish in the NBA. Anyways, we were talking about Derek Jones briefly uh, before we left. Um, yeah. NBA All-Star Game's coming up. We have one usual suspect in the dunk contest, Aaron Gordon, who got robbed last year. Zach Levine won oh. in, in arguably a top three dunk contest ever. Uh, we saw dunks that we had never seen before. Zach Levine between the legs from almost the free throw line, Aaron Gordon under his buttocks uh, over the mascot. There were things that... They were progressive, very millennialistic, if I can say that. Uh, you could say that the Dominique Wilkins and Michael Jordan dunk contest was arguably the most iconic. Uh, the Vince Carter singular effort in one dunk, dunk yeah. contest was probably the best singular performance ever. But Derrick Jones Jr., a very unknown named cat that was drafted by, or he was picked up by the, the Suns. He's gone to the Northern Arizona affiliate three times this year in the D-League. Guy who's up and down and up and down. This kid will win the dunk contest. YouTube him uh, in a warm up for uh, a D League game, I believe, a couple days ago. He did a between the legs 360 as if he was just walking down the street. And there are things Whoa. that we want to see as fans. We there are things that are maligned in the All Star game, like I don't know everything because the dunk contest seemed very passe. But now we want to see the next best thing because last year gave us hope. And this kid is going to deliver, in my opinion. It's going to be him and Aaron Gordon in the finals, and Aaron Gordon will get snubbed once again. So, well, go ahead. I got to tell you, I was at that thing last year up in Toronto, and I just couldn't believe it. And you could just feel every time these kids <laughs> would dunk, and, and then one would dunk a little bit, you know, try to do better than the next guy, you could just feel the energy in the whole place just rise and it got louder and louder and by the end I, I turned to my uh, significant other my wife and said Rebecca I think I just witnessed the best dunk dunk contest ever that was unbelievable and it was and I can't imagine it you know what it's gonna look like this year and I love I can't wait to see this guy you're talking about yeah and and unfortunately for us who I mean probably anybody over the age of 27 right now 28 vividly remembers the Dwight Howard Nate Robinson debacle where Nate Robinson had 38 attempts to to make a dunk and he ended up winning the dunk contest <laughs> over Dwight Howard but what my father and I my father's actually in the studio right now uh, Matt so oh, this nice. is over 6 he needs you need to give him a Dwight Davis big hug when you see him for the first time I I'm will. just letting you know that so I will I can't um, wait to meet him I've heard so many good things Yeah we'll see so uh, <laughs> he uh, he was lucky enough to get tickets to the 1996 all-Star game, or 97, it was the 96-97 season, went 97. That's when Kobe won the dunk contest with a between-the-legs dunk. That's what did it. That's what dropped the roof off of everything. And 
we are spoiled now because kids can jump higher seemingly and bodies are different and people are learning how to do things earlier now because of AAU ball, which is ruining the fabric of basketball as we know it. But there are outliers like the dunk contest, which shows the fruits of its labors. And we're seeing the progression of just freakishly talented people. And this year, Aaron Gordon, I'm sure, has some stuff up his sleeve. Glenn Robinson the third is going to be in the dunk contest probably because nobody else wanted to do it. And DeAndre Jordan... Who the hell knows? Maybe he wants to get out of L.A. so he can kind of show his stuff that he's not just a, oh, wait, dunker. That's what he does. So there's a chance he could win it. He's too tall to win. I don't like tall guys. I like 6'8 and under um, because if you're 6'11, you should be able to dunk. And you should be able well, to do yeah. these things. And it's a little bit more awkward. I'll agree with you there. I'll go back to, and, and he's got a, a boy in, in the NBA right now, um, and he used to play for the Clavaliers. I'm drawing a blank. Um, uh, dunked with each hand, could go up easily and dunk it. And he was 6'11". Uh, his son's in the NBA now. Um, dang it, I wish I could come up with his name. But he was one of those that was long and lanky but could still do amazing things to dunk. Oh, Larry Nance? But like you said, it just is not quite as pretty. Larry Nance? Yeah, yeah, Larry. Yeah, Yep. he won in 83. That was one of the good dunk contests, too. That was the year I was born. I remember watching that on TV. Oh, well, not the year I was born, but I remember watching right. it afterwards. Man, yeah, he, he was had a freak. Dunks for being as tall as he was, but you know what? You're right. It's just not quite as graceful if you've got anything above six eight. It looks like, duh, you're already up there. You know, it's not quite as pretty. It's not quite as um, poetry, if you will. But well, uh, that that being said, I, I tell you, old Larry Nance, he can really, really, really dunk them. Well, yeah, and it's and we're past the gimmick phase, which is nice. We're past the D Brown with the covering your eyes, which is super unsafe. I don't know if his mom signed off on that, but that's <laughs> you're just you're just hoping you're just thinking you're going to get hit by uh, hit your head on the rim. Uh, Cedric Sabalos, your boy, um, yeah. forty, you know, whatever it was one hundred and two steps to dunk, whatever he did with the blindfold, which was good. Yeah. Um, but now, so we're past that phase, which is good. That was a pretty quick little gimmick phase. Dwight Howard dunked on a twelve foot rim. They rolled that out. He put the Superman cape on, yeah. which is probably the best moment of his NBA career. And that still didn't get it. He, I mean, because it's twelve feet. You can't really fathom what two feet north of the ground difference is. And like that dunk should have won it. But it, just because he went up, dunked it with two hands, people don't really see the difference, which is an issue, especially when you're dunking against a 5'6 guy who took 46 times to dunk the ball. So let's move over to the three-point competition. You're a big guy. Do you take any – do you like watching the three-point competition? You know, I Like, do, out of jealousy? only because every time I watch it, I think back when Larry Bird did it. And, and I just got a big kick out of that as a kid – you know, when I was younger, enjoying watching the, those guys light it up. And so ever since then, I have gotten a kick out of it. But I do see, have you heard anything about this um, uh, Ice Cube and what he's doing? No, I have not. Oh, it's like uh, one-on-one. So they're trying to figure out who can play the best one-on-one Oh, no, I have. Game. I have, yes. Yeah. I didn't know it was Ice Cube. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I did hear about that. So, so I don't say get rid of the three-point shot thing because that's, Pretty cool, man. You know, I, I like it. Just add some other things to it. Don't stretch it out and try to do the whole, you know, dribble between the thing and then the bounce pass. And you remember that? Ah, well, the skills competition, yeah, skills are, skills are lacking in the NBA. I kind of think they should make it only skills. That's the real all-star. Bouncing between yeah, that, yeah. Damn, that damn tire. You see John Wall try to do it 14 times. You know, it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah. Well, the three-point thing, here's the thing. It's not easy. Okay, what do you it's not easy to make 
so you have a minute, right? And now you can make you can make six per until you get you can pick your one money rack where they're all two point balls. So whatever uh-huh. you can get a hundred points now, and it's not easy to to shoot ninety six percent even when you're standing alone and you're making fifteen or eighteen twenty million dollars to do it with the pressure and especially in the later round where you've already done one or two if there's a tie, it's not easy to do. I mean, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, I'm pissed that Steph Curry is not doing it this year. Why? No kidding. Why? Why? What is it? You're, this is supposed to be fun. And if Clay Thompson was not in it, I'd understand. But it's you and you're arguably your best friend, and you guys can just go to battle. You're going to be in the finals together. So why not just enjoy this backcourt love and, and, and mop the floor? I don't get it, because if you lose, then you're not the winner anymore. Like, that's why Zach Levine, well, Zach Levine, his leg fell off, so he wouldn't be able to be in the dunk contest anyways. But I don't understand why you wouldn't want to repeat as many times as possible. I would think that you could just add those to your resume. Yeah, I won the three-point contest five years in a row, four years in a row, twice in a row, once, whatever. Why wouldn't you go back and compete again to hold the reign, to keep the crown, to, you know, why wouldn't you? Well... And Clay Thompson won last year. Steph won the year before. So why not? Okay. So Steph did it to me. He's like, nah, you know, I, I'm good. I'm going to be. Now, if he wasn't playing in the All-Star game, I would understand. To go specifically for that, you take four days off to be with your family, all this stuff. I get that. I, I understand that. If you don't want to disassociate yourself for, you know, 96 hours from the NBA, I completely get that. But the fact that you're going to be, just do it. Who cares? It's going to yeah. take half an hour out of your day. And you just get to jack it up like you've been doing. Your, I mean, you do it in the, you do it during games. Why not just enjoy it? Him and Clay are going to be talking mess with each other the whole time. Yeah. It's just about them. And you get paid to do it, and you get all kinds of publicity more than the pay. You get publicity to go do it. I know he may not need any more publicity. Yeah, but he's uh, he's here anyway. I don't guarantee his family's here too. Because they were here last year when they honored him at our, at our brunch. Or we had a brunch. We had, same thing we have this year. It's, it's called the uh, uh, it's, it's the uh, NBRPA Legends Brunch with Athletes in Action. And they honored his dad. And so the whole family's there. Everyone, brothers, sisters, you know, the whole wives and everybody. So it was really nice to see Dell again. But at the same time, I'll guarantee you that they're all here again because Dell's so tied into the NBA with his coaching and so forth. So he is spending time with his family here. He just chose not to do the three-point contest, and I don't know why. Well, luckily it's not because they took uh, the All-Star game out of North Carolina. Let's just say that that's, that's good. Let's just say that that's, that that's not out of Charlotte because that would be a whole other well, set of issues. Davidson. He played at Davidson. I understand. Right? He grew up there, but there's a reason why they moved it, and they, that's something that's not to be touched. Um, so Eric Gordon, Kyrie Irving, Kyle Lowry, Wes Matthews, CJ McCollum, Clay Thompson, Kemba Walker, Nick Young, boring. I don't care that I don't have DVR this year. I don't care. This is the first time I've wanted to watch the three-point competition, the dunk competition. I like the skills challenge. I like the hot shots yeah. thing with, with the WNBA player, the, um, the current player, and then, and then the old guy. Um, you could be the old guy. And so you have different teams and with the half court shot and you know, the whole thing, that's fun. That's fun. That's what the All-Star game is supposed to be about. I DVR'd the hell out of that, extended it two hours because Nate Robinson took an hour to dunk, like that whole thing, and then now I don't care. Now it's not. Now the, the star-studdedness of this is gone. You know, there's not one, besides Clay Thompson, there is not one pure shooter 
in this lineup. There's not. I mean, Eric Gordon hasn't been relevant forever. He's he's an off the dribble guy too. Kyrie Irving is not a three point shooter. He does it through right. the construct of an offense. Kyle Lowry, same thing. He takes a lot of bad shots. Wes Matthews yep. maybe is, but he's not a knockdown pure shooter. He's a shooter that shoots forty percent or thirty eight percent from three. CJ McCollum's right. more of a scorer. He's a four year guy. He learned how to play basketball at Lehigh. Clay Thompson is the dude with the with the quick release and the guy that, that is made for this event. Kemba Walker's a point guard and Nick Young is a wild card. You know, Nick Young may may, may hit the first six in a row and then not make one the rest of the time. So this is not gonna be as fun as I was hoping it potentially could be. I don't yeah, understand the I, I, I don't understand the allure of not being there. And when you talk about pure shooters there are, you're right. There aren't any there without Steph and without, you know, they're just, you, you need the pure shooter yeah. and you don't have that. All these other guys are off the dribble, like yeah. you said, or like fadeaways or like leaners or things like that. So, I, you know, I'll, 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 I'll DVR it. Yeah. And I won't DVR it. And I will DVR it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they just, you know what? Boycott it. Save your DVR yeah. for, uh, oh, never mind. We'll talk about McGregor and uh, Mayweather. We'll have to talk three minutes about it if it ever happens. Um, it's because this is a basketball show, Matthew. This is not about boxing. So the All-Star game itself, um, <sighs> Carmelo takes Kevin Love's spot, which is poetic. You know, it's poetic. Kevin Love, yeah. unfortunately, is out four to six weeks. Uh, Carmelo's sitting there. Hey, guys, uh, can I come play? Uh, so he's going to play in the All-Star game. So that you just add that to his list of uh, events and uh, awards in his life that um, aren't going to mean anything. He'll probably get him to the Hall of Fame, but in in the grand scheme and the and the uh, substance of a, of an NBA career, it's good on paper and not so much in real life. So, having said that, do you enjoy um, watching the All Star Game, whether it be in person or live? Because some people won't watch it. Uh, some yeah. a lot of more a lot more people used to in the last ten years watch MLB All Star Game because it actually mattered, and now it doesn't. So those ratings yeah. will probably skyrocket downward. Um, with with the star-studded nature of the NBA, because there's only you know 15-man rosters, you dress 12. There's only you know two or three four stars max on a team, and they're all playing against each other. Do you enjoy the Harlem Globetrotterness of the first half? Is let's get everybody involved, all the dunks and everything, and then the second half is let's play to win. Or does it does it really not matter in in, in the grand scheme of things, whether it be as a fan or as a player? Well, I do think that the guys want to win in the last few minutes, and if they keep it close, and it is close, you'll see them pick up the competition. But if there's nothing, you know, in it, like are you going to play, you know, on the road in the championship or at home, like they do in Major League Baseball, you know, it doesn't mean as as much uh, to me, to the players, or to the fans, unfortunately. They do go out there in order to do the, like you said, Harlem Globetrotter-esque type alley-oops and ball handling, and that's fantastic to see them and their skills. But when it comes down to competition and so forth, it's not the most competitive thing you'll see in the world. You'll see them let people go, and just, okay, you know, okay, he's got there, he's there before me, I'm not going to, you know, hurt him, and I appreciate that. But at the same time, I want to see competition. That's why I play the game, that's why I picked up a basketball, because I enjoy competing. When it comes to this, I'm not as um, tied into it as I should be, maybe. Um, these guys should make it valuable. Why, why are we here beyond just showcasing ourselves? Let's get down and battle for something. 
But what that is, I'm going to have to put my mind to it some more. So, no, it isn't the top of my uh, list on things I enjoy to watch. Uh, that's the reason. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is as far removed from an actual NBA game as the NFL Pro Bowl is to an NFL game. Take the pads away, it's on the same parallel. I understand that it's, it's a lot more uh, physical if you're in the NFL. I, like, I get it. But it's, it's not even – like, it's fun to watch because Russell Westbrook's going to try and go for his third, third uh, all-star MVP in a row. I think he yeah. won the last two. He had 200 points last year. I mean, it's just yep. – it's going to be 220 to 205, and it's going to be – you know, it'll be fun for a while, but I'd rather watch Walking Dead, you know? <laughs> I'd rather see what Rick's well, got going on. Yeah, I I feel you on that. Um, I don't know what the NBA has to do in order to make it more intriguing. Well, people Uh, will watch. And maybe Ice Ice Cube's going to step up and uh, uh, make that interesting, bring something new to the table. And, you know, we talked to Kareem Rush about a month ago, and he's talking about the same thing. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. We'll Well, wait and see. It should be great, though. It's going to be fun weekend, that's for sure. Wish you were here, Alex. That's for sure, too. Yeah. I mean, probably wouldn't be doing a radio show. Well, we would be doing a radio show over there. It'd just be a oh, different yeah. radio show. Hurricanes would be flowing. we got to take a break. On the other side, we will talk a little bit more All-Star with our um, my co-host, or I'm his co-host, Matt Fish. Um, I, I'm going to tell you why I don't think the one-on-one thing will ever happen. I hope it does. Truly, I hope it does. Ego's a big deal, and my consigliere agrees with me over here in studio. Um We'll be right back. Rebound Radio on Voice America Radio. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. Now, back to the show. 
segment. Alex Clancy in studio, Rebound Radio, uh, Voice America Radio, Matt Fish on the line, the, the, the originator of said Rebound Radio. Um, yeah, he's in New Orleans. I'm jealous. Yeah. That's, so we've been talking NBA All-Star game. Um, the one-on-one battle that is in the beta stage, I guess you could say, uh, to take the place of something, three-pointer, dunk, or just add to it, add to the All-Star oh. weekend. Ego's a big deal, man. Nobody wants to lose. Nobody wants to get crossed up in front of a guy that, you know, they're going to play four or five times the next year. It's going to be all over Twitter, all over YouTube. I mean, it's just going to be – it. you're betting on yourself to not get mashed on social media after. So it may not be a financial gamble between players, but it'll definitely be an ego gamble. I don't think anybody's really going to want to take part in it unless it's unless it's a bunch of rookies because people can come back from that if you're young. But it's like you're not going to put uh, Jimmy Butler against I don't know Devin Booker and have them play one on one. If Devin Booker lights him up, Jimmy Butler's going to get. I mean, he won't. He wouldn't. But I mean, Jimmy Butler's going to get a lot of crap, and it's just not something that these guys are necessarily unless there's a hundred thousand dollars for every winner. Give him a little juice. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I just, I, maybe. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, Kareem Rush's idea was fantastic. When we had him on, former NBA player, drafted by, was he drafted? I know he, he started playing for the Lakers. I don't know if he got traded on draft day or not. But I know he was a Missouri Tiger product, and uh, he had some some outland, not outspoken things to say about the NCAA. And, and, you know, it came down that there was a bunch of money that was given uh, recently to former athletes, but it's not enough. And uh, he had the idea of doing one-on-one, not necessarily with the All-Star game, just in general during the offseason and have a travel. And it's actually a pretty good idea in theory. So we'll see. All-Star game, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, not as much star power as there normally is. The All-Star game itself, uh, we'll see how buddy-buddy everybody will be with each other, and if it just let's just get through this and um, go enjoy our last night uh, of you know New Orleans and everything and then get back to the grind because we are in the full dog days of summer um, part of the NBA season. It's long. Nope. This is – I've equated the whole season to one, one four-day round or four-day stint at the Masters – Last time I visited this, I think they were finishing up their round on Friday afternoon, so the cuts were made, and now we pretty much know who's going to make the playoffs. There's a couple teams in and out that won't ever really make uh, noise this year, but now we're getting into the second nine of Saturday. So this is the jockeying for position time, and we're getting to see where this push after the All-Star break, every coach is going to go into the locker room with – Teams that are in contention and teams that aren't in contention, coaches will lie to them, you know, whatever like they do to keep them pumped, is this is the time for us to go on a run, to minimize our losses and to get into a position where we believe that we can succeed. And in the Eastern Conference, my stat of the day today is there are zero teams in the top eight, all of the playoff teams, that have an over uh, 500 record against teams with a 500 record or better except for the Cavs. So nobody's going to beat the Cavs out of the East. Anybody that thinks that is taking crazy pills. Even with Kevin Love out, 
all of these things. You have Tr- Tristan Thompson will come back, and he'll actually have a more integral part of the offense, which sounds crazy, but he will. J.R. Smith will come back and allow um, some more points to be scored. They're going to start playing better defense because they're not going to be as lazy as they have been for the first half or 60% of the season leading up to the All-Star break. Um, having said that, I think that because LeBron James is second in the NBA in minutes, 37 and a half, uh, this is the time of the year where either they're going to have to cut his minutes or they're not going to win the championship because he's not going to be able to do what he did last year because he's not going to have the legs in the last five or six games of the playoffs, which would be the finals, to do the miraculous thing that he did last year. Nobody. What do the- they need to be in the conference? I mean, do you think third, they'll still be fine? Oh, I, I think, okay? No, I think they'll finish first. I, I think that okay. this is the time where... A lot of three-point shots that Isaiah Thomas is making maybe won't go in because the games matter more. And the Wizards are surging, but I think that, like, at, at Belmont Stakes, where it's, uh, however, it's, it's uh, half a course length longer than all the other ones. It's a mile and a half or something, mile and a half. That's the, the Wizards that just went on this sick run in the last month and a half, that is like the burst right out of the gate. And there's, there's a lot... Lot more season to be played, and I think that they've peaked. They'll finish in the second or third seed. The Raptors might get a little bump, a two or three game bump, than they would have by acquiring Serge Ibaka. The Cavs, even if they finish second, it doesn't really matter, you know. And that is the primary reason why LeBron might get some more rest. And with Golden State not having one player that's in the top 32 in minutes, the number one is Clay Thompson at 34 and a half, I think. I think him and uh, him and uh, Kevin Durant are tied, so I think it's I think they're both playing 32 minutes a game, 34 minutes a game, and it's let me see 34.1 minutes per game. Three minutes a game is a big deal, especially when you got 30 oh. to go. So it's this is going to be tough for anybody to come out of the East and beat Golden State. I'd say Antonio might give them a run. I think that's really the only the only team that could do it, and they they're short a star to be able to do it. So uh, this could be paving the way for a boring championship winner unless you live in the, in the northern part of California. Um, now nobody wants to see them win because now it's quote-unquote too easy. No championship is easy to win. Ask the, ask the Lakers. And you're uh, saying be, because of the addition of uh, Durant. Yeah, I mean, saying. ask the yeah, Lakers yeah. When, they, when they got Gary Payton and Carl Malone. I know they were older, but they got to the finals. Carl Malone gets hurt before the playoffs, and they lose to a San Antonio Spurs-ish Detroit Pistons team. So we'll right. see what happens. Uh, Maddie, tell me, tell me, what are you going to do right after this? What's your plan for the rest of the day? Oh, good question. I just got a phone call from Rick Darnell while I was on the show here, and I don't know what he needs done, but I know he was wanting to get together and make sure that we made it over to, uh, there's a tribute to international basketball, and it's in the Jewish Community Center. And so I think he wants to run over there, and I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm always interested in learning more about the game. That's why Rebound, you know, has an existence uh, to a certain extent. Certainly enjoy sharing the history. So to me, it's going to be a learning experience. So that's next on my docket is to head over there to the Jewish Community Center for the tribute to international basketball. That's awesome. Especially in the last 20 years when you've seen the major influx of European and Chinese and South American players come in and really 
change and mold the new construct of the more fluid NBA. It's uh, yeah, that should be exciting. I'm jealous. I'm I'm pissed that I'm not there. Uh, you yeah, should have put you should put me in your trunk. I guess I could have sat in the back seat. Oh man, I, I have bought a you trunk. a <laughs> Perfect place for you. Have a pool <laughs> and a pond. The pond is perfect for you. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, so you're gonna go do that, and then dinner, and then I mean, that's this is this is very important for the MVRPA, right? Every the two biggest things every year are the Legends Conference and the All Star Game, right? Because the All Star Game is the most exposure you're gonna get in in a four day span. Yeah, yeah, it is, and and really, the NBA is starting to do a better job of tying in the former players, understanding that the uh, you know the NBA wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for those who uh, preceded the current players. And so there's starting to be more of a recognition of that, which has been missing. And it's nice to see that change, that evolve a little bit, you know, and then realizing the needs that some of these players have, you know, and, and some you don't even learn about. So it's just trying to get some folks out and say, hey, it's okay that, that you may have done some things wrong in your life. We're here. We'll help. You know, so it's, it's just interesting to see it kind of evolve every year. It gets more and more uh, interesting, more and more of difference being made. So uh, that's what I've noticed especially most recently in the last few years now is it going to be the same as the the conference in vegas where is it going to be like like i know there's the legends lounge are there any like you told me there's a rolodex of things like documentaries being shown and tributes and everything yeah are there little factions of um you know seminars or anything like that like it like there were at the legends conference in vegas you know, that will have the Legends Lounge that you were talking about. That will be, uh, I'll be in the Legends Lounge tomorrow. Uh, and and uh, that will be as people come in and register for the weekend. But as far as breakout sessions, that's more saved for the conference, uh, the Legends World Sports Conference. But that being said, still, there's a variety of opportunities, you know, that are on the docket. So uh, not necessarily that time, that chunk of time where everyone has the breakout sessions and they can pick and choose on you know, what interests them or the needs that they have. But more, like I said earlier, the hearing loss, you can go get your ears checked, and there's a variety of different health things that are going to be helpful. There's also the NBWA, so the Wives Association. Uh, it used to be called Behind the Bench. But they have events here, and uh, I just got a phone call the other day from Major Jones's wife, and she's the CEO of the Wives Association, wanting Rebound Magazine at her event. So certainly, you know, so she's going to be able to, I'm going to be able to put the magazine in their swag bags and so forth. So, I mean, those are just a variety, a barrage of different things to do. That's awesome. Again, I'm jealous. I, uh, oh, man, so I'm sitting here with my dad. We played golf yesterday. I uh, played at McCormick Ranch, which was lovely. Um, I hold in twice, hold out twice from off the green. And then I, uh, I pretty much played the rest of the round. Like I was a lefty playing with righty clubs. I think that's pretty, pretty accurate for my, uh, the acumen that I, that I, uh, you know, possessed the rest of the round. Went to the Laker game last night. Uh, there's one thing, cause we are in the Valley of the sun and went to the Lakers Suns game last night and the Suns should have at least five or six more wins than they do now. And five or six more wins is a lot when you have 18. So that's, what, 30%? The 30% increase? And I think that you live here, and you know that the Suns get zero respect here, and rightfully so, because Robert Sarver has kind of cast a dark rain cloud over uh, Talking Stick Arena, which is where the Suns play. They are so close and two 
correct moves away from actually being in playoff contention. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable to me because we hear nothing here except for negativity. Right. You know, and the glory days of Steve Nash and, oh, well, d- uh, damn Kobe, and then, oh, Michael Jordan and B.J. Armstrong when yeah. they went to the finals against the Bulls. That's all we hear in Phoenix. And these guys are so exciting to watch. My dad looked at me yesterday. It's like, man, they're way better than the Lakers are. And they're pretty much oh. constructed the same. The Lakers have more veteran players than the Suns, and the Suns have pure raw talent with Devin Booker Marquise Chris was a huge pickup I believe he won rookie of the year rookie of the month this past month and they have Eric Bledsoe and Brennan I mean they they have little pieces that they can definitely bundle up to send for somebody that's of substance and nobody gives them credit here a a move like you said a couple moves need to happen and I know they're an exciting young team I know that the coaching is sometimes questioned but I think that has to come from the players the players question the coaching the coaching is doing what's supposed to do but you have to have the player buy in as well now I think it's there you know but again they just don't quite have the experience I think they do have the talent that once they get the experience but you're right you don't hear much of them you only hear negativity, and that's a shame. Shame on us. We should know more about our local team. We're such a fair-weather fan down there in Phoenix. It's so frustrating. Well, it's, it's very much like Chicago in that regard. It's, it's always an exterior force that is causing things to happen. I mean, look at uh, I mean, the San Antonio Holmes catch, or not catch in the Super Bowl, that, that cost, uh, that cost uh, the, the Cardinals a, a Super Bowl, and lest we forget that Kurt Warner threw one of the worst passes in NFL history right to James Harrison on the goal line. He ran it back 100 yards uh, at halftime. So if he didn't do that, they would have won a Super Bowl. I mean, there, there are just things in Phoenix that, that we've grown accustomed to hearing that it's always other people's issues or that, that things that are out of their control. It's a very Chicago Cubbish kind of thing. And yeah. now you have this young, budding team that can't fill 30% of a stadium and we were there last. The Lakers were Lakers fans were louder cheers than the Suns fans. So there's something needs to change in the construct of fandom here. And I don't know what the hell it is, but we do have to get out of here. Matt, thanks for staying off for the whole show. I know that okay. you're you're aching to walk around uh, Bourbon Street or wherever you are in your VIP suite. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, dude, we got to get out of here. I'll, I'll see you in studio next week, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm we'll back. see. Yeah, my dad's I'm pissed. I'm leaving Monday unless the car breaks down. Yeah, my I'll dad's pissed. Back. You guys need to have a phone conversation or, or Skype situation or something. Uh, all right, Maddie, <laughs> thanks, man. Uh, we got to get out of here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, watching on Facebook Live. Alex Clancy in studio. Matthew Edward. I have never been late for the dinner bell. Fish on the line. We will see you guys Ew. next week. Thanks for tuning in to Rebound Radio. Please join Matt Fish next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll profile another legend of basketball. Have a great week.